With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time of the Preacher. An audio journey through the Preacher television series. From episode one to the end of the world. Hey everybody and welcome back to Time of the Preacher. We are going to discuss season three, episode four of the Preacher AMC Preacher series. Uh, I am Jason, and with me, as always, is Tom. Say hi, Tom. Hello, Thomas James the first here. Shaka, the shaka, shaka. Shaka, shaka. Yeah. I'm sure they'll hear that on their own. You don't need to shaka, shaka, shaka them. Yeah, so the, uh, apologies on any audio issues. We think it's Skype. We'll, we will hopefully work it out in the future. Yes, we are not together this time, and, and I... I, I so much one I like when we're together because it's just more fun. But two, the audio is better. So I apologize to everybody for shitty Skype audio. Again, we're not together now. Um, what is the name of this episode? I I, I it's didn't catch the tombs. The tombs. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of really cool info in this one. A lot of like we get a lot of some really good scenes in this one. Um, but it but it's not as like powerful as we've seen in the first three, right? That, that's just my quick take. Like, there's a lot of really cool shit in it, and it's definitely better than any episode four in any season we've seen so far. <laughs> right? Right, Cause right. Because we're still doing really good, um, and we're almost halfway through this season, and there's a whole lot of shit that needs to happen. Um, so, so this one kind of felt weird to me, like, knowing that there's only ten episodes, right? Right. And, and, and knowing... We're going to see the All Father. We're going to see Jesus Desad. We're going to see, you know, there's the things that have been dangled in front of us, right? It's like, okay, you know, the next episode's halfway. Like, you right. need to get on, you get on with that shit. I need to see some of this. And we're still at Grandma's house, which, <laughs> which I have to say, I was wrong because I said two to three episodes tops. Mm-hmm. This is episode four. We're still there. It doesn't appear that we're going anywhere next episode. So I go. I could see Grandma's house ending next episode possibly. Uh, I think we're going to get one maybe two. I I could see it going one more. Yeah, I mean well obviously we're going to have one more, right? right. We have we have because we're still yet. there. Because <laughs> we're still there. Which is great, which is I'm actually I'm excited for that. I'm happy about that. I just didn't expect it. Um so, yeah, but I'm with you. One, maybe two more episodes. I, mean, I, I am starting to feel ready for Grandma's house to come to a head, especially as far as Grandma's character goes, because she's been such a foreboding, ominous presence. But we still haven't, and we've been, we've been shown reasons why, but we really haven't seen it come to a head. Uh, I don't know if you saw the preview for next episode, but it does seem like things are finally going to come to a head. Uh, and I think it's about time. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I mean, there is, you know, we need to bring back the grail. We, there's that whole story there that needs to happen. There's, mm-hmm. 
there's there's more to this story. Um, so, and again, I, again, I keep thinking about what uh, Sam Catlin had said, where you know it starts at ninety miles per hour in the first episode, and it just increases fifteen miles per hour every episode from there. And that's <laughs> always in my mind every time I watch the next episode because I know it was hyperbole. I know he was just doing marketing, trying to get people hyped. But that's a bold fucking statement to make, and so I'm watching for it, and it, that statement doesn't necessarily hold up in this one as far as intensity. It we, does we, it, it does hold up in the sense of, you know, we get, you know, some really cool, we get introduced to the devil, and we're, we get to introduce to hell, and the Saint of Killers comes back, and there's some cool stuff with Cassidy, um, but it's not ramping up in that intensity every episode, like he said. Right, I, I and I, th- for that analogy, I think on this episode we maintained our speed from the last one. True. Like I don't, I don't think we've gained, but we haven't slipped either. True. So, yeah. so I think, I think, I mean, so far so good. So let's jump into this episode, right? Yep. So this episode, uh, we we it opens in hell. Um, there's a new guy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure if it's if it's commentable, but it is a guy we haven't seen there. He goes down, he gets to Santa Killers, he puts him on the elevator, he hits negative nine, he's taking him to the ninth level of hell, right? Uh, and he's going to meet with, to take him down to meet with Satan and the angel of death. And I did appreciate that there was some elevator music. Like, when they got on, I was like, oh, I hope there's elevator music. And there was, it was very faint, but there was some elevator music going on. Yeah, it, I mean, the whole thing is great. And even, like, the devil is kind of like a... He's like a salesman, mm-hmm. kind of, right? Like, that's just kind of, like, the attitude you get from him. But I love and, the elevator doors open, and this gust of, like, backdraft of fire comes in. It doesn't yeah. really phase the saint, because he's such a badass. But then he walks out into what I described last episode as Castle Grayskull on fire. Like, I <laughs> think, like, that's the scene, you know, this that big skull. It looks like Castle Grayskull of like a one done today and on fire. And I just kept, I was thinking, I watched this as the saint was walking up to it. I watched it a couple times and I was just thinking, man, they made, they had a lot of fun making this thing and it probably blew quite a bit of their effects and CGI budget on this reveal of, you know, the cross castle grayskull on fire, uh, <laughs> walk to, uh, the devil's throne. Yeah, it's funny because later on and later in this episode when he's leaving and we get that we get the um, backwards shot as he's walking away from Castle Grayskull on fire. <laughs> um, that strikes me as I think that actually comes from a panel in the comic book when he's actually leaving hell mm-hmm. where it's like the 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 arc of bones that he's walking through with all the skulls on the ground and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd have to double check, but it really reminded me of like a panel from the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um and I, so and I liked that. That was kind of like a you know, like a hat tip there. Right. So so he goes down. Santa Killers and and Satan are talking, and well, and the Angel of Death, right, is there. And I was watching this, going like, okay, in the comic book when they meet, he kills the Angel of Death. So I'm like, is, <laughs> is that is that going to happen? Right. And it doesn't. Right. But you know, God says, you know, basically, like, I got plans. Some people are fucking up my plans. I need you, you know, but first we need to deal with the fact that you escaped. Right. But first, I think it's important to note that before this happens, 
He gets off the phone with the Allfather. Okay, is I is that who he gets off the phone with? I yeah, mean, he's, he's talking on the phone. He's saying, "Oh yeah, the saint. He's about to walk in." Blah blah blah. Uh, no, no, not no strings attached. No, uh, no loose ends. And then he says, "You know, I'm, I trust that you're going to handle that on your end too." And then he says, "I think what he says is Christ blessed All Father. I'll talk to you later." Ah. So he's talking to the All Father on this phone call. Which which is another sign that we're going to meet the All Father. So we need we got to get to that. And it just connects how it's all you know in this depiction of God and the devil and everything. It's all it's all politics essentially. It's all just people just working shit. But I thought that was very interesting that he you know was on the phone with the All Father. That that is interesting. I missed that. I I, I intended to go back and rewatch because I saw him on the phone and I was like you know I I, I just wa- we just watched it tonight. It was just like aired mm-hmm. right. And I intended to go back and watch that, and I didn't. So nice catch. Um, so yeah, we see him there. He's you know he's strung up. He's going to be whipped because he, he escaped, and he's got to be punished for that. And then we get the opening credits. Yeah. So I, I did love that the devil comes off. He's basically the portrayal here of the devil is basically a mob boss. Yeah. Yeah. Like and the that's way he, he talks is. and the kind of things that he says. You know, it, the scene. Like you could swap him out with like the Godfather or something like that, and, and it would work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, like this. You know, I hate to do this, but I have to do it. It's for my reputation. If people saw I didn't do it, then they think I'm getting yeah. soft. And it's all because the saint broke out of hell. Right, right. Which is great, and I like. It. There was that throwback to Fior mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, two angels come to tell you get the fuck out of here. I'd have done it, mm-hmm. right? Like, who wouldn't have, you know? And what does he say? Like, uh, you know, fresh air and uh, uh, what is the the beef jerky? Jack's yeah. Lynch <laughs> or whatever. I'd have been doing that shit, too. <laughs> so, anyway, so we, we get the opening scene. Then we get Tulip at the Boyds. And we see Tulip do a badass escape in, in badass Tulip style, right? Which she's is got, what? Well, she's got the gun up. To Madam Boyd's head, guy comes up from behind. She turns around, pops it off. Right, two guys come up the door. She bam, bam through the door. Mm-hmm. Right, she's doing, she's doing all right. Right, she's doing good. I do have a problem with this scene. Um, if you watch the gun at all times, the hammer's never back. <laughs> and and in the gun, she's shooting a semi-automatic. And if she pulled the trigger and a shot fired, the hammer would be back again. So continuity thing. That's just me being a little continuity bitch. But the hammer is never back, and it should always have been back. But anyway, so bam, bam. Then she grabs the the automatic gun, right? <laughs> Shoots a whole half a circle around Madam Boyd. Flips the clip. Shoots the other half. Stomps on that shit. Down they fall, right? A very Looney Tunes escape. Very, but also a very tulip escape. A very right. badass, like, bam, this is how we're getting out of here, bitch. <laughs> right? And tulip just done did that shit, right? Bam, <laughs> so they're down. And it's kind of like, I wa- I wanted that to continue, and then, boom, we get, it cuts. And we get the flashback of Jesse in the tombs, right? Young Jesse. Yeah, back in the day, it says. Right, back and in the man, day. And, man, I love this Jesse. I gotta young say. Jesse? Yeah, I love this version of young Jesse. He's just, this actor is so good, and, you know... We've talked so many times about how we don't like 
Jesse on this show, but this version of Jesse, I really like. He's just a really likable actor and likable portrayal, even though he's See, a son of a bitch. There's still some, some sympathy because you can tell he's doing it and doesn't really want to do it. He's just doing it because he has to. But I just really love this portrayal of Jesse. See, I think he's just a son of a bitch. I mean, like, well, he we, is, we but... talk all the time, like, oh, Jesse's an asshole, whatever, this and that. And I think, I think I'm, I'm with you. Like, younger Jesse, you get that nod to, like, I don't really want to be doing this or whatever. But he's still a fucking asshole. And, and Jesse's just been an ass his whole life, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, right? And yes, you're right. There is that. And even in this one, there's the nod to, I'm doing this to save you. I'm being an ass to save you. But he's just an ass. And I think they, I, I, I'm with you. The, the casting on the actor who plays young Jesse is great. Uh, not only does he look like young Jesse, but he, he does an amazing job. And I think, but for me, Jess is such a, is such an asshole. And I think this kid plays asshole very well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think you just look at him and you go, Oh, that fucker's an asshole. Right. And like, and I understand he's being an asshole back then to save his skin or to save his friends or to save his girlfriend or whatever. But still, he just he plays the asshole really well. So, uh, but it does. yeah, right. So, but but you know, TC goes like you know they're changing they're changing guys fighting whatever, and, he's, and Jess talking with TC, and TC says, you know what you're gonna do this weekend. And I think it's funny because the whole time, Je- Jesse is saying, "Are you not entertained?" Mm-hmm. You know, which is which is right out of the. Um, uh, why can't I not think? Yeah, of that I word couldn't. Rem- I couldn't remember what that was from, but it was. It was from something. No, it's from. It's from the movie he saw. Uh, it's from Gladiator. Is are that you what not it's entertained? From? Yeah, because TC says, "Well, are you going to do something this weekend?" And he goes, oh, "I'll probably go see the Gladiator again." Mm-hmm. Right, and TC says, "Well, um, yeah, okay, but make sure you know Madame Langell doesn't find out who you're really going to see, right?" Mm. Um, which again is TC being kind of upstanding. Yeah, like, he's, he's still, you know, he's, he's still kind of a nice guy <laughs> and we, and we haven't seen again, and I don't think we will, we're not going to see the depraved kind of TZ that, that we're in the comics by now. If we haven't seen it now, we're not going to see it. No. And the thing too is, is what we've seen of TC so far is kind of like, uh, he is an ass, and he is. It's TC. He's he's a little down some bitch, but we've seen so many times him being like a nice guy, mm-hmm. like like warning Tulip, war, warning Jess, young Jess, and whatever, and like yeah. So he's not the TC from the comic book. He's and not. I, I don't. I don't think we have seen him as a low down son of a bitch. He's just an employee, and if, if he does anything bad, it's just in the service of serving grandma you know he we actually don't i don't think we ever do see him do anything bad not yet not and, yet but I, I think there are a couple interesting little details that we got uh, in the in this scene one of which is uh we hear about there's a redemption round where if, if the winner of the fight fights jody next mm-hmm. which i thought was cool and then uh yeah. which just makes jody even more of a badass Right, um, but also we finally get an answer. on remember, I I was wondering in the last episode we saw TC loading up this giant um, needle, the syringe, 
And now we get some confirmation what that is, is adrenaline. Because he's, he's pouring it. You see him pour a jar into a bunch of test tubes, and I think that's what they're injecting uh, the fighters right. with. Yeah, to make the fighters, like, ready to fight, mm-hmm. you know, really going for it. Um, so then we see um, – we get to Cass, uh, Cassidy and the teacher are fighting in the tombs, right? Yeah, so we, we zoom – we get that little back-in-the-day kind of clip just to kind of set the story and, and, and confirm what we were suspecting before, which this – the tombs is the fight club, and it doesn't go much deeper than that. Right. And, and then we cut to modern time where it's, it, we're back to Cass and the teacher fighting, right? Mm-hmm. And and like I said on the last one in the last trivia, if you notice, he's using a hedge trimmer. I did see that in this one for sure. I, I made right. note of that. Yeah, it's not a it's not a, um, a, it's not a, not a, chainsaw. a chainsaw. It's yeah, it's a hedge trimmer. Um, and Cass wins, obviously. Um, and then, so when when Cass is on the floor, Jess comes up and goes, "I told you you're going to hate me, mm-hmm. right?" And then he starts to cut Cass up, and at this point, all we see is him strike him with a machete, right? Yeah. So so we don't know what the fuck's going on yet. This resolves brilliantly, but like he just takes the machete, bam, and it looks like he cuts Cass's head off, right? Well, you don't see so, where we don't see Cass, so you don't know where he really hits him. That I mean, absolutely true. Right. But like the way I felt it was like, oh, he's decapitating him. And here's the thing is we don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. All we see is he picks up a machete and he swings a cast on the on the ground. Yeah. And this and, is after Joe, Jody and TC leave. But before they leave, we get him, you know, still playing the act of he's not my friend. He's he's a piece of shit. He kicks Cassidy. Um, but then it was it's still it's surprising then because Jody and TC leave and he still fucking hacks at him with a machete. So it's like, OK, what's going on? Right, because there's that half that we're kind of buying into, like he's being mean on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. He's, and then there's the wait a second, no one's around. Why are you hacking at him with a machete? Right, right, which is great, fucking great. And then, we, but but we don't that doesn't resolve yet because we we cut to Tulip and and Madam Boyd in the car. Um, and this is interesting because they're talking as they're driving. They're, you know, they're still in the escape part, and and Madam Boyd says, you know, just I'm not going to do anything to help Jess Angel. Like he's He's the um, he's the worst person I ever loved, right? Which is like eyebrow raising. Yeah, and right? it also kind of explains why in the previous episode she said, "I've been waiting to meet you, Tulip, for a long time." Because she's right, heard which, about Tulip. Right, and and then this is where we really find out why, because we go into the flashback, right? Of you know, Madam Madam Boyd and Jesse are a thing. And like they're starting to make out, and she and and he's hesitant, and she's like, "Well, is it that tulip girl?" Mm-hmm. Right. So there is that kind of like toss back to that, right? Um, and then it, it it ends with now. Here's the thing, in this episode particularly, and we've seen it once or twice in in this season, right? But now Jess is being an asshole for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Right. And we see it here. Young Jess being an asshole to Madam Boyd. Basically, you're trash. Go away from me. Blah, blah, Getting rid of her. But he's doing that to protect her. Right. To protect himself as well. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's doing it to protect her. So so it kind of makes me think like, well, in the last two seasons, 
you and I have been saying Jesse's an asshole. Is, has he been doing that to protect people? I don't think so in the last two seasons. But in not, this one... Well, in, re, in season two is where he really went full-blown asshole. And no, it's not to protect other people. It's just because he's a selfish prick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. in this scene, yes, there, there are motivations for him, you know, telling madam boyd to take a hike because he doesn't want he's warned by tc in earlier scene you know if grandma finds out that you're going to see madam boyd um she's going to end up down here in the tombs right right so so i think that's that's it's an interesting backstory here Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see what happens and Um, yet and yet it's just also though it i mean although he has good intentions it's just another case of him handling something poorly like instead of saying, "Hey, by the way, we shouldn't. I shouldn't be seeing you because you know this is what will happen." You know, and and God forbid he levels with someone. No, he's got to fucking be a dick and not have them understand what his true intentions are, and right. create problems that are such a problem that it's a problem fucking thirty years later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he still wants him fucking dead right. because of the shit. And it, and all it would have taken is honesty, a communication, and mm-hmm. and that has been a problem throughout this entire series. Mm-hmm. Just communication, people. We need to talk, right? So, okay, here's a great scene. We, we cut next is it's we see Jody and Jess are are in the car and they're talking. Right. This is interesting. If you haven't read the comic book, you might not have catch up. You might not have caught this. Um, I don't believe it's been alluded to in the series yet. And it will probably be brought up a little bit later. But while they're talking, Jody lights a cigarette. Right. I noticed this, too, because I do. I did remember this from the comics. Right. I hadn't thought of it until I saw it. And, 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 in the, and they, they specifically show mm-hmm. there's a long camera hold on the lighter, which says, which says what? Um, um, fuck but, communism. Right. Right. And and from the com- that's from the comic book. That's Jesse's father's lighter, right? Right. Which he and and his platoon in Vietnam all had a fuck communism lighter, right? So I I don't think it's been alluded to in the show yet, but in the comic book, we know that's Jesse's father's lighter, and it has sentimental sentimental value. I bet we get a f- Vietnam flashback <clears throat> next episode. I'm sure we do. I, they held on that lighter. Mm-hmm. And Jesse's um, noticing of it, right? And, and the thing is, so so we've we've clocked an importance there, but they haven't talked about it. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, I because they did that, I think they will. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny too because in the comic book, that is actually explained in a flashback as well. So I I think in the in the show, you're I think you're right. We're going to get Vietnam flashback with Jesse's father. To explain the significance of that lighter. Yeah. I kept thinking as they were driving around, you know, we just saw a scene of Tulip and Madame Boyd driving around. So we're going from car conversation to car, car, car conversation. I was like wondering, are these cars going to intersect? <laughs> you know, like, are they going to see each other? I just thought it was funny that they're both driving around, you know, uh, Louisiana, the swamp area that, you know, talk, having conversations in the car. Yeah, and no, that doesn't happen, thankfully. But I do love this. So they get to the place, and there's that kind of like, they pull up to this place, and it says, what, no bottles, no cans, only kegs. Yeah. And, and they pull up, and, cask, and Jess goes, you think they have kegs? Mm-hmm. 
right? And then he's out, and he's like, across the street, there's that frozen yogurt shipping place, and he's like, I'm going to get frozen yogurt. You want anything? And I love, and I love how Jody goes, I'll take a swirl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I wouldn't like, have pegged right. him for a swirl guy, but it's like a, 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 a rare moment of vulnerability, because something vulnerable about getting a swirl. It's just so childlike. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why, but and I, it's not what and I would have Jody. Picked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I fucking love that. But here's the great part: is this is where we get the reveal. Like even Jody loves some froyo. <laughs> froyo. But here's the reveal. This is my favorite scene in this episode. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right? Is Jess goes in and he gets the froyo, and he's also like, "I need to ship something." <laughs> and the guy's like, "It's over there." Blah blah blah. You know? Do you have any? Is there any explosives? Is there any? Yeah chemicals or whatever and he's like no 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 and and uh then the next thing we see is is Jess putting pieces of Cassidy's body in a box and shipping it back to Dennis's house in New Orleans <laughs> which I'm sorry is fucking genius that's how you save your friend yeah, I know yeah. I know it's fucked up mm-hmm. right but you chopping them into little bits you put them in a fucking box and you mail his ass back to New Orleans yeah, and I love that as he's putting, he's like, I don't, he's like, I'm not sure if you like, you grow parts back or if they reconnect. So I'm just like, here's all your so, body parts. <laughs> yeah, here. So here's your body. I don't know I how don't this know. works, but here you go. Here's your arms and shit. Yeah, I just, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just, I love it. And, oh. you know, and Cassidy says, you forgot the hand. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to need that. And I, I automatically knew that the only thing I could think of was, they, you know, they see Cassidy's gone, and the hand is there, like he chewed himself loose, and that is what we see later on. Right, and, and I, I'm with you. I didn't get the chew the hand loose thing, but I did. I did recognize like some of the body needs to be left, mm-hmm. like as proof, like he's gone. He's you know right. whatever. But it was and so, so hilarious that he's like, Jesse's like, this was the only way, and Cassidy's like, really, the only way? I could think of about fifty other ways you could have right. and <laughs> rescued. It, and me. it gives him like fifty other ways, and one is the 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 skin suit, yeah, which comes up later on, which is fucking great. That's so good. He's like, well, you could have like Shawshanked my ass, or you could have just fucking whatever. And but at this point, you're already chopped up. Get in the box, shut the fuck up. You're going mm-hmm. back to New Orleans, right? <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. So, <laughs> and he can't back. he can't do anything about it. He's chopped up. He's basically a head in styrofoam at this point. Essentially. I fucking love it. And he gives him, and just as nice, he gives him packs of blood. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, here, drink this. Right? But I, oh, love, so I love the first, the first, like, you see Je- Jesse packing up a box. And you see him talking to the box. And the first thing we see of Cassidy is this bloody stump coming up out of the peanuts with, like, peanuts packing peanuts stuck to it <laughs> it's just so fucking comedic i just i honestly I, I think this is one of my favorite scenes so far oh sure it's is if you say there's a scene with jess is packing cassidy into a box to ship him like that just that sentence alone is funny to me so okay and then we cut and we're back with tulip and boyd in the car mm-hmm. and this and this is and this is where we get the um boyd's madam boyd's story about mm-hmm. What Jess did, right? Um, which is, well, kill, which is kill, kill killing her brother. The, yeah. Killing her brother, right? Because he shows which, up at the fight club. Right. And and the thing is, in this version of it we get, Jess acts triumphant. Right. Like he basically chokes the guy, kills him, and is like, are you not entertained? Mm-hmm. Right? 
which is which is a total dick move. And and I'm okay with believing it at this point because Jess is a dick. Mm-hmm. We we get the other version of this later on, but that's what we get here. Right. Um. So and then we get Cassidy escapes the mail. I guess he healed up in time enough. Yeah, because from the blood pack. Right. Well, he gave him several blood packs. Right. right. He gave him a couple. So that was funny early because he puts it in his mouth, the little straw from it. And he's got, yeah. you know, he's sitting there and he's like, you're a fucking asshole, basically, to Jesse. But he's still talking with the straw in his mouth because he ain't letting that go. <laughs> and, and and then, yeah. And then if you hear him, it just kind of mumbles off after that. Right. <laughs> great. So Jess comes back. We're back in the, the tombs and Jess and, comes in and he says, uh, I, I thought I, I thought for sure, though, he was going to bite the mailboxes guy. And get healed that way. But then I forgot that he had he did give him some blood packs. Yeah, he had blood packs. Yes. He had he had several blood packs, so he was all right. But Jesse goes back. He's in the tombs, and he's like, "I have three announcements to make." And the first one is that I don't know who owns a Toyota Corolla, but <laughs> your alarm's going off. I don't know why you have an alarm for that car, but it's going <laughs> right. Which which I th- which which when you first hear, you think it's just a joke line, right. right? But later later on, you see a guy run out of the parking lot, and the alarm's coming <laughs> off, and he goes doot doot, right? <laughs> which is just a good comedic throwback. Yep. I like that. And then he goes in two, and then he goes off about God. God has left, and you know, blah blah blah. And he's and he's being real, right? He's like, you know, fuck this motherfucker, and I'm going to chase him down and mm-hmm. ask him. And he's doing the God thing, right? And then he gets to number three, which is the tombs are closed, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, well, tombs are closed. Fuck off, everybody. This snap. Which for a second there, you're looking at Jody and TC and stuff, and going like, oh, this isn't going to end well. Mm-hmm. Right, announcing the closing of the tombs. Like, bitch, that's your whole job here. Right? Um, but Cassidy walks in. Oh, man. That was such a badass move for him to. He escapes. He gets shipped. Or he's go, he, he gets rescued by Jesse. But he is, this is such a badass move for him to walk right back into the fire. I, I think to kick Jesse's ass. Is, wouldn't you agree that that's his main motivation? No, I, I honestly, he's back. In my opinion, he's back because the reason he said, I'm not leaving without Tulip. Right, but why would he walk into the fight club if not to, because he knows he's going to get into a confrontation. Oh, and no. Maybe, that's not, the, maybe not to fight Jesse directly, but he's like, no, I'm not fucking running away. I'm going to face this shit. And he comes down like a badass singing Danny Boy and ready to fucking fight. No, and that's to kick jess's ass yeah right i mean that's what it is or jody's ass whoever or, but I just yeah who, it's yeah. just such a badass move to like walk right back into that shit and again cast is the best character mm-hmm. okay so we get a we get a brief snippet back in the car with tulip and stuff and god passes her right right which nothing is said or seen or anything about this it's just the car's going down the road god passes her on a motorbike which is just kind of like a, in my opinion, is just like a checking up on you. Yeah, kind of this kind of bugged me, honestly. Did it? It bugged me just because it was, it was kind of like just a little gag that didn't really mean anything. Right, and that it was, it was like it had no no meaning or purpose. Mm-hmm. Right, I was stretching for a purpose for it of just going like, oh, I'm watching you, but it's like really, it's just a throwaway scene. Just yeah. to remember, like, like, hey, God's here. Right. 
right? Um, then we get the cast, the Cassidy Jesse fight in the tombs, right? This is great because they're fighting and they're going at each other, right? Mm-hmm. And Tulip comes in or, or just sees Tulip in the back of the room, right? And they're fighting and, and he gets cast down. And I don't know. Here's the thing is I watched this twice. I had to rewind it. I don't know where the fuck he got the stake. Right. Well, because right, he's, using, he's using a baseball bat. He's using this. He's using that. He sees Tulip. And then we cut back to him and he's holding a fucking wooden stake. Right. Now, one thing I had a couple thoughts on this. Now, one, uh, I was wondering if it was like it almost looked like it could, could have been like the broken handle of the bat. Because of no. the way the bottom looks, but I think it's more likely that there's just weapons lying around. It could be because this thing to me looks like a purpose made stake. Right, right. Like like sharpened on one end, blunt on the other. It it is a purposely made stake. Mm-hmm. And I and we don't see him get it. And that's my only problem is you don't see him pick it up. Like literally he's got a bat, he hits Cassidy, blah blah blah. The camera turns away, the camera comes back, and he's holding a fucking vampire killing stake. Yeah, it does kind of right. come out of nowhere. It would have been nice if you at least saw him pick it up or something. Right, like a little foreshadowing there. Right, and then but and then Jess sees Tulip, right, and there's a there's a moment's pause where you you think that Jesse is is did you just kill a pig? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay, me, that's, go on. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. It's better than shaka shaka shaka. Well, shaka shaka has been all this episode, and I apologize to our listeners mm. for every time Tom talks, you hear a shaka shaka shaka. <laughs> but anyway, it makes me not want to talk as much, but I have such insightful things to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, you do. So that's all the right, price I, you pay for this insight. That's right. So, but he sees tulip, and he's got a stake. And you know there's that connection of, like, Cass and Tulip and their whole relationship thing. And there's that half-second pause of, I'm going to put this through his fucking heart. Mm-hmm. Right? Which, you know, made me wonder. Is like, I know, you know Cassidy's not going to die, but steak, vampire, not a good combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there, was a, there was a pause there. Which is, I think, their intention. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then he goes up to... to, to to Tulip, and he's being the dick, and he's like, get your ass out of here, both of you, right? And you can see him, he's trying to relay that message, right, while having the outward persona of, I'm going to kick both your asses, mm-hmm. right? So it's just being an ass for a purpose, which is a first we've seen, because he's normally an ass for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> he's, it's just, he's, he gets lucky on this one. There just happens to be a reason behind it. But he is, right. you know, he's putting on the show for... Jody, in my mind. Right, yeah, and that's exactly it, right? He knocks Cass the fuck out. Now, this whole episode, every time we see Cass fighting, he looks over, and there's that grate with, like, a little opening in it right. and, a, and a beer bottle, right? That's, and I, yeah. keep thinking, I keep thinking he's looking at the beer bottle, like that's a good weapon, mm-hmm. right? Like we saw in, in season one, I could stab somebody through the heart and drink from this, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but... But then I was like, well, maybe he's looking at the opening. Like, that's a way out. Right? But... They're really I, zooming in on the bottle itself, though. The object. The I, way they were shooting so it. Yeah. I think so, too. But it doesn't... But that does not pay off. Never. Right? They, they so, do two or three shots of it. 
And right. Yeah. Out. It's an important, they keep going back to it. So it's an important something and whether it's the opening or the bottle or whatever, but it never pays off. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to think about that. Um, so anyway, it, Jess beats cast to the ground, blah, blah, blah. He, he warns Tulip a little bit. And the next cut scene we have is Tulip sitting in the car and we see like the, the teacher come out <laughs> And she's like, you're late. And he's like, I couldn't see. And, it's and my, face, his, my face keeps falling. My face keeps falling. It's cast in the skin suit, <laughs> which is what he said to do to get him out originally. <laughs> it's fucking great. I did not see that coming at all. Oh, me neither. They totally but, got me on that one. Oh, they totally got me on that. Because when you, because they show him walking to the car. Right. And it's not the skinny body of Cassidy, right? It is like the bigger body of the, the school teacher or whatever. And he's kind of hunched over and slumped walking or whatever. And I get he's putting it on or whatever, but he, they totally got me. <laughs> like when he pulled, when Cassidy pulled off that thing and he's like skin suit. And I was like, motherfucker, you got me. <laughs> I love it. It's like, see, that's how you do it. Yeah. And so, so they're in the car. And, and this is great because Cassidy's like, New York, New Jersey, fucking Idaho. Well, first, I don't... first, before that, he's he's defending Jesse, saying it's not really his fault, oh. which just, again, shows how much the better man Cassidy is. Well, and that's the thing, is Cassidy is always, always Jess's friend. Mm -hmm. Which... Well, I wouldn't go that far, but he's always but, the better person. Yeah, but in, and in the series, I don't see his why he's so loyal. In the comic book, I get it. And in the comic book, Jess or Cassidy is that loyal mm -hmm. and, but there's reason for it. And I don't see the reason in the series yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but he always is. You're right. He's always the better man. He's always like the whatever. And here he's trying to tell Tulip, like, look, he's a product of his environment, right? He's, and he is kind of looking out for us here, right? He's mm -hmm. trying to in his way, blah, blah, blah. Now, neither one of them are going to leave or want to leave or anything like that. Right. But, then Tulip, they're talking in the car, and, and he, Cass comes out and says, you know, I love you. And Tulip says, I don't love you. Right. Ouch. Which is, ouch. But it's also a big scene. And also, I think she's saying it to get him to go. Right. right. It's like the yelling at your dog. Go away. Go away. Right. What, what is that movie where they yell at the dog? Well, the one I always think of is Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> at the end of <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons, he's trying to get... Bigfoot to go back into the forest and he punches him in the face and it's such a heartbreaking scene, but that's why he does it to get him to. Leave. Yeah. Right. And that's, and that's kind of what's going on. And then Cass goes, well, can I ask you one more thing? And we, and then we get this long, like he's reaching for the love potion, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then he doesn't. And he goes, we should have gone to Bimini. Mm -hmm. And he gets out of the car and he, and he goes to the bus going to new Orleans. Right. Which I knew. That he probably wasn't going to do the love potion, but there was still part of me that wanted him to, just because I wanted him to be happy. <laughs> well, yeah, and but I've said I've said on previous episodes I don't think he's going. He won't use it on Tulip because it's not. That's not what he wants. Yeah. Right. Um, and however, he does have it in his possession. He's going to use so, it for something. I was going to say, and then when he gets on the bus and it's revealed that Featherstone's following him, you know, it'd be kind right? of awesome. What? As if he, like, used it on Grandma. 
<laughs> or something like that. Right. Like, like I can totally see him using it on Featherstone or mm-hmm. Grandma mm-hmm. Or, or, or using it to his advantage in the future. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to use it on Tulip. But it's in his possession. So right. that's something we need to be aware of. It's a loaded gun. See, it's a loaded gun. I could see him using it on Featherstone. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because Zach has many advantages. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so I can, and she's on his ass right now. We've seen that. Yeah, that was a really cool scene. But it made me, you know, like you said, she was on the bus and a few seats behind him. It made me wonder, though, number one, why is she following him? And also, it was just, more practical matter like how did she end up on that bus before him i okay i have i think i have an answer for this all right um i'm gonna hold it right now because what because i have a (laughs) well here's the thing is coming on the end of this episode there's a question and i think we both need to answer it and and it's posed to all watchers and i'll get there and and i will better you're leaving okay. me hanging here. Okay. And, and as soon as I say it, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's that's right. But hold, we're close, right? So give me just a minute. All right. All right. So he doesn't use the thing. Featherstone's following him on the bus. Uh, then we get the real uh, Jess story about killing Madame Boyd's brother, right? Which is he was about to die himself. Right. And, he killed, and, and it's not this gigantic killed him and he's excited but jody goes are you not entertained right <laughs> so it, it's not jesse killing him on purpose and and whatever it's it's more humanizing to jesse it's just more right? self-defense and more more of a self-defense right um so then <laughs> jesse and tulip they talk and they're trying they're patching shit up which I'm going to just roll over because they patch shit up. They sleep together, blah, 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 and that. And I, but my favorite part is Tulip wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, fuck, Boyd. Your or ex-girlfriend. She, your ex-girlfriend. That's what she said. <laughs> and she runs out and Madam Boyd's in her trunk on her phone. <laughs> yeah. It's just, right? like, just killing time. Facebook or whatever. Right. And, and Madam Boyd comes out and goes like, you know what? I'm just going to come clean with you. You know how you kill the spell? You got to kill the person who said it. You got to kill grandma. Right. Right. And Tulip, in Tulip style, is suspect. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, this boomerangs on me, and I do that, and then Jesse gets his head cut off or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, and I honestly think Madam Boyd is being sincere here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and Madam Boyd also wants Grandma dead, so there is that aspect. And then, and then she goes... Trust me, nothing will happen to Jesse. Mm-hmm. I noticed that too. Right? I didn't say nothing would happen to you. Yeah, I think this goes back to, I think you had posed this theory where, like, if Grandma dies, Tulip dies, and maybe God brings her back because, well, originally she was supposed to be doing something for him, but that kind of passed. But I think you're right. There, If, if, if Grandma dies, I think something's going to happen to Tulip. That's my theory is, well, my prediction is Tulip dies again. Mm-hmm. And and my theory is, because she's linked to Grandma, Grandma's going to die, so Tulip's going to die. Mm-hmm. And, and God himself is going to bring her back because I need you right now. But why? Right? Does he still need her, well, though? And again, this goes to what I'm going to bring up at the end, which we need <sighs> to talk God about. damn you. 
right? But God's going to bring her back. We're okay. very close. We're very close. All right. We, you're, so, really, oh, you're really raising the stakes here. This better be okay. good. <laughs> so this, so we cut to the next scene, and the Santa Killer is being whipped, right? And the Santa Which Killer I totally is, forgot about this. Like they, they did this whole thing at the beginning of the episode. We cut back to the saint, and I was like, oh, yeah, the saint in hell. <laughs> this didn't resolve yet. Right, and he's being whipped, right? And I love it because all the camera angles are from the front, mm-hmm. right? And we see we see him being whipped, and then Satan's like, "So what do you want?" And the Satan's like, "And Sa- or Santa Killer's just like, I got a preacher I want to kill." Mm-hmm. And and the devil's like, "Usually I stay away from that shit, mm-hmm. right?" But here's the deal: I got a job I need done. You're the man to do it. If you do it, I'll give you your guns back, and you can kill all the preachers you want, right? So, and then this is kind of the end scene where we see Santa Killers turns around and we see the whip has cut through his jacket, his vest, his shirt, his skin. Mm-hmm. We see we see his backbone. He's been shredded by a whip. Right. And and he walks out. And then the then the, the scene we didn't see. Didn't scream once. Right. Because he's Santa Killers. He's a badass. Mm-hmm. And and. The scene we get of him of the front walking out, I think that's the comic book panel. Mm-hmm. I'd have to double check that, but I'm pretty damn sure that that's the comic book panel. Him walking out of there. Um, but everything I've alluded to that we need to talk to at the end is right here. Bring it. Satan says, I need you to do something for me. I need you to bring someone back here. And he goes, well, two people. I need two people brought back here. I'm not going to give you your guns because I need them brought here back here alive. But they're gumming up the works of my expansion plan. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, And Satan has a folder with these two people and he hands it to Santa Killers. But as a viewer, we never see it. Right. We don't know the two people he's talking about. It has not been revealed to us. And all of what I've been saying of like, oh, we need to reveal this at the end is who do you think those two people are? Well, I think it's Eugene and Hitler. I thought that too. That's a very good. That's a very good thought. I thought um, there are two <laughs> people who should be in hell that have escaped. There are two souls out of hell, and Satan himself has said, "Souls getting out of hell makes me look bad. I can't have that." Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. So bringing those two people back does make absolute sense. But as you pointed out, Satan was talking with the All Father, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there is a Grail connection here. And the two people making fucking shit hard for the Grail right now could be Tulip and Cassidy, mm-hmm. right? Um, the uh, uh, star. You mean Tulip and Jesse? No, I mean Tulip and Cassidy because okay. I think right now Star wants Tulip and Cassidy separated from Jesse. Mm-hmm. Right? He's trying to get Jesse isolated so he can do his thing. Now Jesse's going against the All Father, and that's he has his reasons for that. But I don't. I don't believe that Satan doesn't un, doesn't know that. Well, right? I don't think that, as of now, anyway, that the All Father is. He's not in on Hairstar's Jesse Custer plan. No, 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 no not the All Father. The All Father, I think, is unaware mm-hmm. of of what Hairstar is doing, um, because Hairstar is going to get right up to the end of his plan before that comes to. You know, is, is going to need to be dealt with. But when when Satan's talking, I thought, okay, he's talking about two people, and he doesn't mention who the two people were. And I was racking my brain, going like, who would Satan want, not dead, but 
but brought back to health. And my first thought was um, Eugene and, and Hitler. Mm-hmm. And I kind of dismissed that. One, they're technically both dead, right? So don't kill them, bring them back to hell. Well, Eugene is doesn't kind of Eugene didn't well, get Eugene killed; isn't. he just got sent to hell, right? But but here's here's the hiccup I had with that thought. Eugene wasn't supposed to be there in the first place, right? So hell's not missing a soul with Eugene, mm-hmm. right? So why two? Hitler, mm-hmm. I get. Eugene, not so much. Right. And the other problem is like he could just kill them and they would just end up back in hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so my thought was, I think I think what he's talking about is I want you to go get Tulip and Cassidy. Right? I want those two back here. Because it's Jesse's not one of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he said, I need you to get these two people back and then you can go kill all the preachers you want. So I think in that in saying that, Satan is saying Jesse's not one of them. Right, a preacher isn't one of them. And why are you saying that he wants them? That he wants Tulip and Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Well, one, God has an interest in Tulip. Right, needs her to do something. Um, but now that's we kind don't... of past, though. Like he asked her to do something, knowing that she was going to screw it up, and that's kind of been done. No, 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 no. The, yeah, he asked her. He, the whole thing he want, he needed from her was go get those sons of bitches, and he counted on her screwing it up. He said so himself. So that whole little thing uh, is God's kind of not, past. God's not done with Tulip, and I would say that that is also alluded to in the fact that God passed her tonight on the highway. God's not done with Tulip. So you think that there was a reason for that? You think that that was him checking up on her? Yes, and and explain to me why else do we have that scene? A gag. Right. Who knows? It's, okay, you and your fucking immortal chicken, which we didn't <laughs> see in this episode, so go fuck yourself. The the No, I think God's not done with Tulip. And if Tulip's important to God, then he's important to Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other person important in Jesse's life is Cassidy. Um, so therefore, I think Satan is aware that, that Jesse has Genesis. Um, the two people closest to him are Tulip and Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And I think Satan doesn't want them dead. He wants them in front of him to figure out what the fuck is actually going on. So I think the two people are Tulip and Cassidy. I get why you would say Hitler and Eugene. Although I disagree that hell is missing Eugene because he's not supposed to be there in the first place. So I kind of write them off. Um, I can't think of two other people. Those are the only four people I can think of. And they happen to group together. Right? Yeah, the only thing that I see wrong with that, though, is that if we've said that the All-Father doesn't know about the whole Jesse thing, and the, Satan just got off the phone talking to the All-Father and saying, hey, yeah, we're going to work this out, you know, no loose ends or anything like that. So then why, if All-Father doesn't know about that whole thing, then why... Why would he be? Why would it be them? And my other question is, why not kill them? Why does he need them alive? Yeah, uh, that I don't get either. Because you die, you can come to hell, mm-hmm. right? Assuming, well, maybe it's maybe. Uh, well, maybe maybe he's worried that if they die, they go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But he needs them in front of him. So don't kill them because I don't know where they're going to go. But I need them in front of me. So I do feel pretty confident that Cassidy and 
Tulip would probably end up in hell. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But the thing is, I and here's the thing is, I don't think, I don't think Satan and the All Father technically are working together. Like you said, it's everything is politically motivated, mm-hmm. and I think Satan has his own agenda, and the All Father has his own agenda, mm-hmm. and I think they work together so far as it works for them. But I don't think they share all information, and I don't think they they're one and the same. They don't they don't work together. So I think Satan is trying to figure out what the fuck is going on down there and maybe not wanting to share some knowledge with the all father, but he knows that tulip is important to God. And the only two people important to Jesse who has Genesis, which I think Satan is aware of are, are Cassidy and tulip. Mm -hmm. So he's going to do his own thing to investigate this with he doesn't need to talk to the All Father about this. He's Satan, right? So, I, I think those are the two. I mean, who do you think it is? I mean, you you still think you still uh, think it's Hitler and Eugene? No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure to be honest. I mean, those are the people I thought of. But I honestly, I see some big holes in it being Eugene and Hitler, and I also see some big holes with it being Cassidy and Tulip. Um, so I'm not convinced either way. Um, the the only other thing I would say is that. Um, he made such a big deal out of people escaping hell that that's what made me think it was Eugene and Hitler. Um, but it's, you know, it's still kind of a question mark. I agree. It's, it's, that's going to have to be remain to be seen. Mm-hmm. So that is the end of the episode. So um, do we have trivia? Um, well, let me see here. Let's, what about, let's talk MVP. Who's your MVP for this episode? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Hold on. I need... Who's your MVP? Let no, me... I'm asking. I'm making you commit this time. Um, to me, it's Cassidy. Because he keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. And the cat came back the very next day. <laughs> right? Cassidy just keeps coming back like the cat that came back. Like, he fights. He gets his ass beat. He gets chopped up. He comes back. Right. He gets his ass beat. He gets, you know, fucked up. He puts on a skin suit and he gets away. <laughs> um, Tulip had a lot of story with Boyd, um, I think. Um, so I could see that. Jess is just being a dick, but now he has a reason to be a dick. But that's not enough for me. Um, Jody's a badass because he's the one that everyone has to fight at the end. Badass, but. He's Not fairly he's fairly minor in this episode as far as yeah. like screen time and well, impact. Yeah. Jody and TC don't have screen time. Grandma's not involved in it. Yeah, it's um, interesting we don't see her at all this episode. No, not at all. We see Jess, we see Tulip, we see Madame Boyd, we see Cass. Right? That's like it. Mm-hmm. So mine is, is Cass because Cass, one, he, 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 he takes the leap and he tells Tulip he loves her. He's the cat that came back. He gets his ass beat and he keeps coming back. He's been loyal. He's been packaged in a box. He's been set on a bus. I think Cass is my VIP for this one. What do you say? Yeah, I agree with that. And for me, it's like I had said last episode really felt like Tulip's episode. And the whole Jesse Cassidy thing in the last episode was really just setting up for this episode. And that, for me, that came true. Like this really felt like 
not a hundred percent, but a majority of it did feel like Cassidy's episode. Um, yeah. you know, not only does he have some great fight scenes, but you know, the best scene, maybe the best scene of the season of him in the box. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's one of at least made, maybe the fun, definitely the funniest scene of the season. The, to me, that is the most comical Cassidy scene we've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's Cassidy in a box. Yeah, well, and then of course this whole skin suit thing that comes back. And oh the, yeah, the, the thing that the, the thing that we I, I know I didn't expect to pay off that was mentioned and totally pays off with him walking out as as the goddamn. Uh, science teacher that he killed <laughs> and he was right. so worried about him when he knocked him out he's like are you okay are you okay <laughs> and then <laughs> and he, he comes used... out and and you know and then uh before that you know, not only that whole shipping away scene but the fact that he has 100 percent balls to walk back into the fight club right you know knowing that he was destined to just fight fight jody or whoever and he gets rescued from it and walks right back into it. All these things combined just, I mean, Cassidy, this is a Cassidy-centered episode majority-wise. And it just, for me, it's, a, it's just the, the number one choice or MVP of the episode. I And agree. I'm so happy to say that because we are such, Cassidy is our favorite character. And like I was saying before, I was really excited about seeing him become a major player in the story again instead of just comic relief. Yeah, absolutely. I, I cast as the MVP. Yeah, awesome. Um, I did have one other thing to talk about. Nah, give it to me, baby. It's creature trivia time. We've got questions today based on this episode, The Tombs. Are you ready to play, Jason? I am ready, but I have no idea where you could possibly be going with this. Well, you never do, and you never should. <laughs> no. Go ahead, baby. Let me hear it. Um, so, your categories for today, and please, listeners, play along. Let us know how you did. Your categories to choose from are Danny Boy, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> Ton, 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 and Pepto Abysmal. Give me Ton to Ton Ton. I just like the title. All right, let's see what we got here under Ton to Ton Ton. Oh boy, ah, you know shit. what that means. We got a devil's double. <laughs> Are we doing a rhyming thing again? I'm sorry this happened to you, but we got two questions for double the fun. Are you ready for the first question under the category Ton 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 Ton? Give it to me, baby. All right, so in our favorite comedic scene of the entire season Jesse's packing up Cassidy and um, Cassidy's going through the various ways that he could have rescued him one of them being the skin suit and he yeah. references uh, Luke Skywalker going into the Tauntaun and my first question is which of the Star Wars movies is this referencing Oh, fuck. I knew you were going to pick up on the Star Wars thing. <laughs> okay, it's not the first one. Um, trying to think. Luke is... is it's, it's Empire Strikes Back. Thank you. You are correct. All right. 
Whew, I was worried about you getting that one no, wrong. No, yeah, I, yeah, I was. I was. People, there going, I can like, guarantee you, listeners are screaming at you on that one. Yes, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. <laughs> All okay. right, sir. So for this next one, um, this is related to that. I'm going to put 45 seconds on the clock on this. Uh, 45 seconds. There it is. So, as mentioned, he's talking about the Tonson on Empire Strikes Back. This all happens on the planet Hoth. Yes. Which I'm just going to assume you know, because if you don't know it, I'm going to be too sad. No. Uh, so, so I'm going to give you some clues. And the answer to each clue rhymes with Hoth. You got 45 okay, seconds. Okay, which I, I wish I was on that planet now because it's hot as fuck in here and Hoth <laughs> is nice and cold. Okay. So, okay, they rhyme with Hoth. Yes, the answers to all each of these clues. I've got six questions. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock because 30 wasn't enough last time. Okay. So each of these, I got six clues. The answer rhymes with Hoth. Are you ready, sir? As I'm going to be. All right. Starting the timer now. Another word for woven fabric. Cloth. Uh, a thin soup stock. Broth. A style of morbid rock or punk music. Goth. Nocturnal insect related to butterflies. Moth. <laughs> Another word for foamy milk. Froth. A slow-moving mammal that hangs from trees. Sloth. Oh, baby, you killed it. You could have done oh. 30 seconds on that one. I didn't even need to pause on that one. That was awesome. <laughs> and I love sloth, too. That's my favorite animal. It, it, it does, that's fucking awesome. Okay. I, man, I was like, I was an Olympian on that one. That yeah, was you fucking were. great. You got that one in, uh, let's see, that was 26 seconds. Nice. Now, nice. As much as you feign to hate Trivia, you got to admit you enjoyed that. That was good. I liked that. I enjoyed that. <laughs> you know, I, and I'm sorry to our listeners because, you know, playing along, I'm sure you weren't as fast as me. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't even get to play that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that one. Okay. You're pretty, right, good. Well, You're pretty good at that game. All right. What do we got? You did pretty well in the last one, too. Yeah, I fucked up on time in the last one, though. Yeah, but, you know. Um, your remaining categories are. Danny Boy, oh boy, oh boy, and Pepto Abysmal. I'm going to go with Pepto Abysmal only because I have no idea what the fuck that could be. <laughs> All right, so in the first scene we get in hell, um, the, the devil is doing a quote from the movie Midnight Run, and, the, and he's saying, hey, what's that from? And the angel of death says, uh, Midnight Runs. Right. And he's like, oh, forget it, the moment's passed. So... He's referring to a movie called Midnight Run, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask you, who are the two lead actors in the movie Midnight Run? I, I'm going to say I just don't know. You're going to have to guess, buddy. Come on. I think, Marlon, it's, I think it's 70s, but I could be wrong. Marlon Brando and, and, and uh, I don't know. A Wayne's brother. <laughs> Wait, did you throw a dart at a fucking... <laughs> I don't fucking know. I've never seen the movie. I'm, I'm not aware of... I don't even know what the movie's about. I don't know when it was made or who made it. or I know nothing. I could have lied to you because I'm sitting in front of my computer. And I could have Googled that. 
but but here's the thing: is but that would be I something Jesse would Jesse would do. You chose that, the Cassidy that. path. No, no, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Who is it? The answer is Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro. Sure. Okay. Can, do you know what the movie's about? Vaguely. I haven't <laughs> seen it. Yeah, I haven't okay. seen it, but okay. I've heard it's really good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So shut up. No, I don't know that. And I'm sorry to our listeners if you knew that and you're yelling at me. I've never seen the fucking movie. I don't have a judgment on whether it's good or not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Continue. All right, your remaining category is Danny oh boy oh boy. Danny oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy. So uh, we, Cassidy returns to the Fight Club and he's, his entrance music as a true Irishman is Danny Boy. Mm-hmm. And he walks in holding what weapon? Oh, he doesn't have a hand, so it's taped to his hand. And I want to say it's a machete. That's my answer. Incorrect, sir. I thought this was a brilliant choice on their part. He walks in with the basically the, the cutter part of the paper cutter that we see at the mailboxes, etc. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And he has it taped to his hand, right? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a hand. He has it taped to his wrist, his right? Yeah. Yeah, his stump. Which I caught the tape to part, which I thought was genius. Um, but it was a curved blade. So uh, I was thinking machete, but you're absolutely right. I think it's actually, I'm glad I'm wrong on that it's not a machete. I think it's better that it is the fucking cutter at the mm-hmm. shipping depot. That is awesome. I missed that. That is fucking crazy. <laughs> and as I was, I was skimming through the episode, again, just kind of getting ideas for trivia questions. And we go to the mailbox, it's et cetera place. And the, I think the opening shot or one of the first opening shots of that is a close-up of you know the guy at the counter is cutting something yeah so it's a very close-up shot of the paper cutter slicing down yeah no when he walks in yeah the guy is literally at the paper cutter yeah. like cutting cutting thing no that's which is a great callback i think that is genius as a weapon choice yeah <laughs> like no i you're absolutely right that i should have caught that i i was too enthralled by the taped hand i i caught that and i was like oh that's fucking hilarious but it's even better that it is the cutting arm yeah the shape of it i kind of at first when i watched it i couldn't quite tell what it was and it almost looked like it was like a femur bone or something it did i agree like the first time i saw it i thought it was a bone Mm -hmm. and then and then but i saw it taped to his hand and then i was paying attention to that and then i was like oh no it's got a blade on it and I, mm-hmm. that's why i was thinking like oh he taped the machete which we saw the machete mm-hmm. is what is what just cut him up with so my mind immediately went to machete but you i i think it's even better mm-hmm. that it is it is the paper cutter from the the store i think that's awesome i'm 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 happy to have gotten that one right. <laughs> <laughs> well All jason right. thank you for playing Preacher Trivia. And thanks to the listeners. Please let us know how you did on Preacher Trivia. Jason, how can they let us know? They can uh, email us at uh, timeofthepreacherpodcast at gmail.com. They can comment on Facebook forward slash time of the preacher, or they can reach us on Twitter at time of preacher. Correct. You got that one right. Of course I did. Which makes oh you a winner. That was a fun game of Preacher Trivia. And I got three out of three, technically, because there was really four. 
And eh, you got the other two main categories wrong. So. Wait, what's my main categories wrong? Yeah, you got Danny oh boy oh boy wrong, and you got Pepto Abysmal wrong. <laughs> I, I didn't get Pepto Abysmal wrong. Yeah, yeah, that was the midnight run question. What was the question again? The two lead actors in Midnight Midnight Run. Oh yeah, I got that wrong. Okay, so I got two out of four. Fuck you. I'm halfway done. Yeah. No one likes. No one likes you anymore. Yeah, they I mean, all two out of four. If if you count the uh, the if you count the Devil's Double, which I do because that's a dumb thing made up by you, and it's really <laughs> just another question. So it's four. <laughs> And our mm. listeners agree with me. They like me better. All right, fine. With okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so. I, would, I would say um, the ni- a nice thing to end on, unless you have anything else, would be, and, and fair warning to anyone who did not see the preview and doesn't want to know about the preview for next episode, we could talk about that and also possibly predict- predictions or any thoughts on that. I cannot because I have not seen mm. The next time of time of the preacher, um, I have not seen it, so I would love to watch it. Um, I have no predictions. I have not seen the next on. Uh, I will later tonight, but as, as of this moment, I have not. So I have nothing to say about it. I do not mind spoilers. So if you would like to, if you have seen it and would like to talk about it, it's all you, baby. I don't want to talk about it because I think it'd be better if you saw it. Um, than me sitting here describing it. <laughs> It'd be okay. way more enjoyable. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I did not see it. Um, I, I'll go on YouTube right now and I'll check it out. Um, but no, I, I have nothing to say about it. I, I haven't seen it. So Now, um, I'm going to... What do you say? Would you be willing to make just a wild shot-in-the-dark prediction for fun? Sure. Uh, based on a question? Sure. Let's just go ahead and guess. Um Let's guess, who do you think Cassidy uses the love potion on? Featherstone. Really? Yeah, that's my guess. Okay. She's following him. She is very useful to him. Uh, she's an in at, at the Grail. Um, she is a diehard. She's a ride or die bitch. Um, and I think if she was in love with Cassidy, she would ride or die and just do whatever. Um She's a badass, which is good. Um, yeah, no, I can't. I can't think of anyone else he would use it on. Um, I mean, you said grandma, and like, that's just disgusting to me. <laughs> like, like I understand like the the, the strategic consequences of that. I, I, I'm with you, mm-hmm. but no, for me, for me, I, I my money's on Featherstone, right? Because he's gonna he's going to use it as advantageous to himself as he possibly can, Featherstone is that move. I think that could be true. I mean, I think, um, especially because based on the fact that she is on the bus, they are. it sets up that they are going to have some interaction soon. Yes. Or, in, or in the future of this season. Right, and that's a great out for him. If he's mm-hmm. got no weapon and she's coming after him, spray, spray you know tony's your uncle the the i love it i no i she's my bet mm-hmm. and it, and it's purely strategic yeah right but yeah featherstone's my option on that i think you're probably right however for the sake of fun i'm gonna pick somebody else 
You're not going to pick Grandma. Don't pick Grandma. I'm not going to just... pick Grandma because I don't okay. think that's going to be resolved. I don't think I'm not even. I I don't think he's even going to actually be at Grandma's house when that whole thing is resolved. I think it's going to come between you know Jesse and Tulip versus them. All right. I think, well, I, think who... he's, I think he's gone from Grandma's. Period. Are you going to Are you going to say Hoover? No. I'm going to take a further shot in the dark. I, I, I think, I, for the record, I do think you're probably right about Featherstone, but just for shits and giggles, I'm going to say he uses it on Hairstar. <laughs> <laughs> a very a very good and strategic use of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The, I think you're wrong. I do, too. Right? But I, it'd be I, funny. <laughs> oh, it would be funny. Like, I would love to see that. No, no, don't. Don't get me wrong. That that's a great choice. I think I think you're wrong, but that would be fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows? I mean, these guys, you know, they have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. so it very well could be. Yeah. So uh, that's. I mean, that's a great one. It's not. It's not going to happen. But I think that's that's a fucking great one. Absolutely. So, um, I'm good. I think I think we I think we hit this episode pretty hard. I think we did. Uh, you're, you're good? I'm good. Take us out. All right. Well, if there's nothing more to be said, then we will see you all next time of The Preacher. I'm not sure if your limbs grow new, connect back together or what. But I figured it'd be safe and sorry. You forgot my hand. Sorry. I needed that. So this is how you finally get rid of me, is it? Huh? My bloody mail. I'm not getting rid of you, Cass. The only way I can think of twenty different ways that wouldn't involve chopping off a bloody limb, Shh. like like a diversion or something like that, or or, 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 or Cape Fear. You could have strapped me under a truck, or obviously there's a skin suit way. Skin suit way. You remove somebody else's skin, you wrap me in it, disguising me as that person. Do you know what I mean? That's the stupidest. That would never work. Of course it would. Not in a million years. Will you go and tell that to Luke Skywalker? He slit that Tonton creature open, and it snuck him off without a bloody scratch. He didn't sneak him up anywhere. The Tonton kept him from freezing. Saving me. Give me a bloody break, will you? If it wasn't for me, Jody and TC would have strung you up to burn. Oh, that's right. Jesse Custer, everybody. A bloody hero strolling through the tombs like a demented circus worker of some kind. I haven't got time for this shit. You're an evil bastard is what you are. And I see it now. I see it clear as day. And Tulip will see it too. She'll open up her eyes. Hey, and shut, shut up about her. her. You're not but an evil bastard. I hate your face. Ow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.